Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. I want to once again thank everyone who has listened and subscribed to my podcast. I really do appreciate it, guys. Please share and like the show wherever you get your podcasts from. But this morning, please welcome to the show for last week's performance, Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. In this first episode, we find the girls once again in their apartment when Jane asks Irma if she knows anything about Al. Irma doesn't know very much about Al, only that she loves him. But Jane tells her beloved roommate that she needs to know more about Al, his family, and other things before he, she can marry him. So when Al comes over, Irma asks to know more about his family, but Al doesn't remember very much about his family. So Irma ends up breaking up the relationship with Al. When Al leaves, Irma is left crying in her living room when all of a sudden she ends up finding a letter that belongs to Al. Irma opens it up and begins crying again because Irma thinks Al is cheating on him with another woman. But later on when Jane confronts Al about the letter, Al tells her that it's a letter from his mother. So Irma is left heartbroken and goes to her friend Amber Litscott to get some advice. Amber tells Irma that she should tell Al off. So all of a sudden Irma gets to the back to the apartment and ends up telling Al's mother off and Al. So Jane tells Irma that she is Al's mother and it is called It Is All Revealed. And in this next episode we find the girls once again in the apartment when Jane tells Irma that she has some exciting news about her and Richard. Irma thinks that Richard is going to propose, but unfortunately that doesn't happen. Instead of that, Richard invites Jane to come along with him to Washington to help him with an orphanage and get the sanitator on board to receive funding for it. But Irma ends up hearing about the trip to Washington and not only did she hear it, but she also tells her neighbors, Professor Kropotkin and Mrs. O'Reilly, the landlady, and they come along. But not only do they come along, Irma's boyfriend, Al, comes along with the group to Washington. So it's a trip for six instead of a trip for two. When Richard finds out that his investment deal will not go through, he finds out from Irma that Irma had told a news reporter about it and the news reporter reported it to the press immediately. So Irma ends up going out heartbroken, walking through the streets of Washington, when all of a sudden she bumps into the senator that Richard needs to speak with. So Richard ends up getting the investment from the senator, and it is called The Big Secret. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys, and enjoy the show.
bastante. Folks, later we'll announce the winners of the first lever fur contest. But now, Lever Brothers Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super-creamed blend, presents... Our friend, Swan. With my friend, Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. I'm a girl who never says I know all the answers, but with all modesty, I figure I know my way around. Then suddenly my roommate Irma Peterson comes out with one of her remarks, and mother, I'm back at the lost and found department again. (laughs) Take a classic example like last night. When I came home, I found Irma peering into a large kettle of water in which she dumped a bag of pretzels. Well, that stopped me, so I said, Honey, why are you soaking those pretzels? And Irma said, I couldn't buy any pretzel sticks, so I'm trying to straighten these out. (laughs) For a minute, I was tempted to do the same thing to her. But, knowing Irma, I just forgot the whole thing. Anyway, that was last night. Tonight, I'm going through some letters that have accumulated in the desk. Jane. Dear Jane, just a line to let you... Hmm? What, honey? Why do you save all your old letters? Well, they're mostly from relatives, and since I don't see my relatives very often, it sort of makes me feel they're right here visiting with me. Oh, I know what you mean, Jane. I still have all my old report cards. From school? Yes, they always used to kid me when I was in school. They said I'd never get out of there unless it burned down. Yeah. How did you get out? It burned down. (laughs) Jane, you never told me very much about your relatives. Well, honey, there isn't much to tell. Most of my family live in New England. They're fairly successful. My father had a drugstore, and and my mother's just like all mothers, a little beyond the descriptive power of words. Gee, I can still see us on Thanksgiving. You know, Mom would make a turkey, and we'd all gather around and help her stuff it. Gee, gee, it makes me homesick. It's the same way at our house. Mother would bake a cake, and, oh, we'd all gather around and help her try to lift it out of the oven. <laughs> Well, we're on the subject of families. It's just occurred to me that you've been going with Al for quite some time, and you know nothing of his background. Come to think of it, I don't. Oh. Did he ever mention any brothers or sisters? No. In fact, he never even mentioned a mother or father. <laughs> He's probably an only child. <laughs> yeah. Came out of an egg. <laughs> You know, Irma, I, I get kind of disgusted with you sometimes. Now, he- here is a man with whom you're contemplating marriage, and you know nothing about him. Remember, honey, when you marry a man, you marry his family. Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Janie and Irma, my two little rooftops, one with a loose shingle. <laughs> Why, Professor... Uh, Excuse me, a little joke I picked up from a carpenter. (laughs) Well, what's new, Jamie? Oh, Professor, I'm having another one of my sessions with Irma. You see, I'm trying to convince her that it's important that she find out about Al's family as long as she's got matrimony on her mind. Oh, sure, Irma. Jane is right. It's very important that you know the background of the person you intend to marry. You know, there are two things that shape a man's character. Heredity and environment. Well... I don't know what they mean. That's simple. Heredity is like when you say, his father was a bum and he's a bum. (laughs) What's environment? That's when you come from a house full of bums. (laughs) Of course, Derma, I know sometimes it's hard to trace a man's origin. Take me. I can't tell you where I was born because I don't know. Why not? When I was a little baby, I was found by a band of gypsies. 
For twelve years I lived in a cave. It was dark and wet and cold. Oh, that's terrible. What do you mean terrible? I live better then than I do now upstairs. <laughs> but fortunately, I turned out to be a charming fellow. <laughs> well, I think Al is all right, and I don't want to private, pry into his private life. Come in. Hello, girls. Oh, it's you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Come on in. Oh, there you are, Professor. Janie, hold her back. Why? What, 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 what's wrong? What happened? Oh, I don't mind a little kidding about me age. But this time the professor's gone too far. Look at the note I found under my door. Let me see. Yesterday was Washington's birthday, so I must stick to the facts. When Washington chopped down the cherry tree, tell me, Mrs. O'Reilly, did you hand him the axe? <laughs> Professor. Well, you tell her to leave me alone. One minute she flirts with me, and the next she nags me for the rent. I don't want to have anything to do with her for love or money. Oh, you! No, 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 please, the two of you, now, now, hush. Uh, look, Irma, to get back to Al and his family... Oh, it's no use talking. I'm not going to ask Al about his family background. Oh, but you should, me darling. I remember when I was a young girl... Oh, it seems like yesterday. <laughs> Believe me, Mrs. O'Reilly, it's been a long day in between. <laughs> Go on with you. What I'm trying to say is that one day I met a policeman on a horse. <gasps> what a beautiful animal. In two weeks we were married. <laughs> Where did you go on your honeymoon? Santa Anita? <laughs> now, listen here, you. I don't mind your picking on me, but I'm trying to explain to Irma how important a man's family is. Sure, sweetie. We're just doing it for your own good. If Al was half a man, he'd tell you about himself. Well, Jane, don't be ridiculous. If he was half a man, he'd be too short for me. <laughs> oh, that must be Al. Come in. Hello, Jane. Hi, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. We were just running along, Al. Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly. I got a surprise for you. A surprise? Certainly. I'll show you the new window the wind put in my wall. <laughs> Goodbye, girls. Sorry they went. Wanted to tell them about my new deal. Oh, no. Another one of your deals? What is it this time, Al? Putting feathers on frogs and selling them for squabs? <laughs> oh, no. Nothing so amateurish got one a little off the beaten track. It's a special jacket for suspicious characters. So when a cop says, stick him up, a skirt falls down, he ain't got the nerve to frisk it. Gosh, Jane, wasn't it lucky? Wasn't I lucky to, to hook a fellow like Al? I'm not so sure. I'd like to see the ones that got away. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take a shower. Uh, honey, where's my shower cap? Oh, I lent it to Professor Kropotkin. It rained last night. Oh, it's grand. Well, I won't wet my hair. I'll just stand on my head. Caustic character. Well, Chicken, what are we waiting for? Let's you and I take over the sofa. No, Al, I, I don't sit on the sofa with strangers. Strangers? Chicken, what are you talking about? Al, I don't know anything about you. Chicken, do you like the way I put my arms around you? Yes. You like the way I kiss you? The way I let you sit on my lap? Yes. And how can you say you don't know anything about me? That's beside the point. A man's lap has nothing to do with his background. Chicken, I don't get it. Al, before I let you kiss me, I I'd like to know something about your family tree. Chicken, I don't like this question. Shows a lack of trust. And true love can only exist on mutual confidence. It's got to be 50-50. What do you mean, 50-50? You don't ask me any questions, I don't give you any answers. You get it? Yes, that's 50-50. Okay, chicken, let's get back to the sofa. Oh, Al, we're not making any progress. For getting back to the sofa, to me, that's progress. Oh, Al, I insist on knowing about your family. Well, chicken, if nothing else will satisfy you, there's only one man who can help us. Who, Al? Who else but... Hello, Joe. <laughs> Al, got a problem. Joe, your folks used to know most of my relatives. I I've been away so long, I kind of forgot. What were they like? Uh-huh. 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 
Uh huh. What else is new, Joe? <laughs> no, no, Joe, thanks. You don't have to give me the visiting days. Them joints give me the chills. <laughs> hey, goodbye, Joe. Well, did you find out anything about your family? Joe didn't know a thing. Then what were you saying about visiting days? Uh, they're all expecting babies. Al, you're not fooling me. You don't want me to know about your family. Oh, look, chicken, can't we discuss this some other time? I gotta meet the boys. So I think I'll be running along. But chicken, ain't you gonna kiss me? No, Al. You have no sisters, no brothers, no cousins or uncles, no one to identify you. How do I know it's you? <laughs> no, Al. Goodbye. Well, if that's the way you feel, where's my coat? Goodbye. Mama! Well, honey, you're crying. Where's Al? Gone! Oh, sweetie. Well, don't cry, sweetie. He'll be back. Oh, gee, it's all my fault. I shouldn't have insisted in finding out about his past. After all, you love the guy, and I... Irma, what's that envelope on the floor by your feet? Envelope? Oh, this? Yeah. Is it yours? No. Oh, Jane, it has Al's name on it. Maybe he left me a note. I'll read it. Yeah, honey, honey, if it's addressed to Al, you shouldn't read his mail. It, uh... <laughs> oh, Jane. What is it, sweetie? It's a letter to Al from another woman. It says, Dear baby, I just read your last letter and it brought back those tender moments when I held you in my arms. <laughs> Jane, I hate him. I hate him. Oh, honey, let me see that letter. Huh. Elizabeth, New Jersey. Oh, so that's her name. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, he can have Miss Jersey. <laughs> Ladies, for fast dishwashing and protection for your hands, Swan is the answer. Because Swan's exclusive super-creamed blend means faster suds in the dishpan. Suds that rinse away so completely dishes never need drying. Super-creamed blend protects your hands, too. They're left as smooth and lovely as ever. Yes, Swan is the perfect dishwashing soap, thanks to Swan's exclusive super-creamed blend. And ladies, listen for the names of the big contest winners later in the program. heart is broken. Just broken. I've never seen her so upset since the night she thought Al called her an animal because he invited her to the Elks' dinner. <laughs> anyway, now she's convinced that Al is leading a double life, and since, in a way, I'm kind of responsible for the turn of events, I've decided to get to the bottom of this whole affair, and I've phoned Al to come right over. Come in. Oh, Janie. Well, where's Irma? She went out. Al? I want to start off by telling you that I think you are the lowest type of cad there is. And that your despicable behavior is only equaled by your unmitigated, low-down, conniving methods. Look, Jane, if you call me down here just for a character analysis... Oh. <laughs> Al, how could you do such a horrible thing? What horrible thing? Well, all right, I'll come to the point. Who is this other woman you've been running around with? Other woman? Jane, what kind of a dope do you take me for? I love Irma. Now, listen, Al, you're not playing with children. Take a look at this letter. Irma found it. Let me see. My darling baby. Oh, so that's where I lost it. Jane, this is part of a letter my mother wrote to me. Your mother? You have a mother? <laughs> well, sure I got a mother. How do you think I got here? War surplus? <laughs> I got a mother in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Well, why have you been keeping it a secret? I can understand your mother not wanting it to get around, but I... Uh, <laughs> but, but surely Irma should know. Well, I know, Jane, but it's a pretty delicate situation. You see, I'm all my mom has got in this world, and, well, I've been sort of pulling a little wool over her eyes. You mean she thinks you're working? Yeah, more than that. 
I told her I'm a big success. See, I sent her half my unemployment check, and with the little that Pop left her, she gets by okay. And I, I'd rather die than disillusion her. Yeah, but, but Al, doesn't she question the fact that you only sent her $10 if you're so important? Well, she did. But I explained that if I didn't practice thrift, I would never have become president of General Motors Corporation. <laughs> Al, how could you ever get your mother to believe that? Oh, I had Joe print up these letterheads. Yeah, let me see. General Motors Corporation. Assets, $60 million. President, Al. Address, main office, general delivery, box 42, New York City. Oh, Al. You think I'm a crumb, huh, Jane? No. No, Al, I, I, I think I kind of like you a little more than I did five minutes ago. I wouldn't want you to hurt your mother. Oh, thanks, Jane. I, I figured you'd understand. Yeah, but I'm the smallest part of your problem, Al. Irm is certain you're carrying on with another girl, and there's only one way to clear the whole thing up. Oh. Invite your mother over here so we can meet her. Uh, then Irma will see for herself. Well, I want Mom to meet Irma, but I'm afraid she might learn the truth about me, and that'd break her heart. Yeah, but don't worry, Al. I'll back you up in everything you say. When I'm finished, your mother will think you own the Taj Mahal. Okay, Jane, I'll call her up and have her here in an hour. Good, Al, that'll be fine. I'm sure Irma will have finished committing suicide by then, and she'll be back. Right, Jane. And, and look, whatever you do, no remarks about me being unemployed. Oh, no, no. Uh, but, but Al, how about your suit? Huh? How will you explain all those creases? Looks like it's been pressed in a mix master. Oh, uh, I always tell Mom I don't have time to go to the bank, and my pockets are full of stocks and bonds. Dearie, this place is just as good as where you live. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Amber. Emma, oh. hey, you're crying. Oh, Amber, it's happened. I'm miserable. That can only mean one thing. You got married. <laughs> oh, no, no, Amber. I never want to look another man in the face, and his name is Al. What happened, dearie? My Al's a two-timer. He's been going out with another woman. Oh, it's the same old story. You never can trust a man. And if you do find one you can trust, he ain't worth trusting. <laughs> oh, Amber, I'm so disappointed. I always thought my Al was different from other men. Well, he is different. He don't work. <laughs> Say, how did you find out about this other woman, Irma? I found a letter from her. Oh, Amber, it's so hard to believe. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe maybe Al can explain it somehow. Dearie, they all have alibis. He'll give you some line like, uh, like it was his dear old mother. <laughs> well, don't fall for it. So many guys have used that excuse when they two-time me that for a while I thought every day was Mother's Day. <laughs> I love him, and, and I'd like to give him a, a chance to explain. I, I know he wouldn't pull that old mother line on me. Well, go ahead and find out. Cool him up. I think I will, and I'll show him. Just for that, I won't tell him about that extra unemployment check waiting for him. Hello? Hello, Albert? Chicken! I've been trying to reach you. Don't you chicken me, you... you... Amber, is this a party line? Yeah. Al, someday if you ever call me on a private wire, I'll tell you what I think of you. No, no, wait a minute, Irma. I can explain. That letter you found is from my mother. Your mother? Amber, you were right. Chicken, I don't know what you're mumbling about, but I'm bringing my mother to your apartment in an hour. So you'll be there to meet her, huh? Goodbye. Well, dearie, he says it's his mother. Ha! <laughs> but Al is bringing over to my apartment to meet me. Ha! He's probably having his girlfriend dress up like an old lady just to fool you. If I were you, the minute I got in the door, I'd grab her wig and pull it right off. Uh, I'm 
still a lady, Amber. I just want to tell Al what I think of him, that's all. Yeah, well, 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 just tell him he's a, he's a 20th century bluebeard with the spine of a jellyfish, and you've had your fill of his line, and that somewhere there's a man who'd like to meet a nice blonde like you. Thanks, Amber. I'll try to remember. And look, Emma, don't worry about losing that guy, Al. You can always get a fell up here in the Bronx. They may not be Noel Coward, but to me, pants is pants. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Jane. I'd like to have you meet my mother. Just call her Mom. Oh, I'm very glad to know you, Mom. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. Thank you, Jane. Albert has told me all about you. Where's Emma? Oh, she'll be here shortly. I, I, I was just about to have some tea. Will you join me? Oh, thank you. I drink as much tea as I can. You see, I feel that it helps Albert. Helps Albert? Yes, it comes from India. And Albert tells me he has a place there called the Taj Mahal. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> well, Mom, I, I'm, uh, I'm surprised I haven't met you before, but I don't suppose you come to Manhattan very often. No, I don't like to bother my Albert. You see, I'm just a little old lady, and my son is so busy and so important. After all, it takes time to run a big business like General Motors and General Electric. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you say General Motors and General Electric? Certainly. He also owns General Mills. <laughs> but he doesn't talk about that. That's just for pin money. Yes, I understand. I keep telling Albert he shouldn't work so hard. After all, one million more or less, what does it matter? Your health comes first. Ah, oh, ma. <laughs> well, I guess it's better than having a son who's lazy and un unambitious. Why, I understand some men never work at all. They just sit around and collect unemployment checks every week. But not my Albert. <clears throat> Excuse me. It got kind of hard to swallow. The tea, that is. As you were saying, I suppose uh, men like that are pretty low. Yes, but thank goodness my Albert is different. I was so afraid he'd be like his father, Albert Sr. He never worked? No, he was always working on some kind of a deal, but never made a nickel. <laughs> Married 30 years and didn't start to support me until after he passed away. <laughs> uh, well, that's life. Insurance. I, uh, I wonder what's keeping chicken. Oh, I'm so anxious to meet her, Jane. She must be a wonderful girl, judging by the way Albert always describes her in his letters. Has she got a good head on her shoulders? Uh, well, she has a pretty head on her shoulders. But is she smart? Uh, well, she's, uh, uh... Oh, here, here's Irma right now. <laughs> Hello, honey. Hi, uh, chicken. Al, you are a 20th century fish and I've filled up with jelly. And there are plenty of men who would like a blonde girl with a blue beard. <laughs> Hold it, chicken. Irma, this is my mother. Oh, yeah. Irma. Please, I'm not so dumb. Oh, I'm glad. They kept avoiding that question. Al, <laughs> who do you think you're kidding? Uh, what's new, Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Irma, listen, listen. This is Al's mother. She comes from Elizabeth, New Jersey. You... Oh, you mean... Oh... Oh, Al... I'm so ashamed, I... Oh, well, Irma, it's gotcha. very hard for most people to believe that a plain little lady like me could be the mother of such an important man. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Forget bygones, Irma. All right, and... Oh, and to think I was so angry... Why, I wasn't going to tell you that there's an extra check for you at the unemployment office. No, yes, you, you, you see, yes, they, they wanted Al to, to, to yeah. check on, on how many men he needs for his new uh, 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 magnesium plant. <laughs> I think it was um, 65,000. A magnesium plant? So many men. Uh, but, but yes, to, uh, to, to milk all them cows. <laughs> I'm going to make milk of magnesium. 
you don't understand the, the man at the unemployment. Uh, Irma, honey, Irma, sh- uh, da, uh, Irma, check. dear, uh, honey, honey, let's all go out and have dinner, shall, shall we? Oh, that's a great idea, but but it's got to be on me. Understand? Uh, understand? <laughs> No, no, Al, no. You've been treating us to so many parties on your yacht and, uh, and, and taking us to theaters and banquets and everything, and, and I insist on paying. Well, I'll give in this time. <laughs> this song won't make you class conscious. Here's my arm, Mother. Here's your $10, Al. Let's go. Folks, in just a minute, there'll be an open telegram to the big winner in the first week of the $100,000 Lever Fur Contest, as well as the names of second prize winners. But first, have you entered this exciting fur contest yet? Here's all you do. In 25 words or less, tell why you like any one of these six Lever products. Swan Soap, Lux Flakes, Lux Toilet Soap, Life Boy, Rinso, or Spry. Enter as many times as you wish. The contest is subject to rules on the entry blank at your dealers. Just enclose with each entry a wrapper or a box top from any one of these lever products. And remember, there are 1,645 prizes in all, 329 each week. Yes, each week there are prizes like these. One $3,000 mink coat, three $1,000 fur coats, five smart fur jackets worth $500, as well as 320 other prizes of valuable furs and cash. But now... An open telegram to the big winner of the first week's Lever Fur Contest. To Mrs. John D. Hargrave, 158 Brantley Street, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia. You win a $3,000 mink coat or the cash. Congratulations, Mrs. Hargrave. Here are the names of the second prize winners who win beautiful $1,000 fur coats or the cash. Mrs. Helen Hass, Cleveland, Ohio. Mrs. Mildred Sayward, South Windham, Maine. Mrs. Louis Binder, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The other 325 winners of valuable furs and cash will be notified by mail. It's not too late to enter. This week's contest closes February 29th. Think how grand you'd look in a gorgeous $3,000 mink coat. Send your entry now to Lever Fur Contest, Box 1, New York City. That's Lever Fur Contest, Box 1, New York City. dinner, and it's really a wonderful family gathering. Irma is terribly happy because she's just turned to the mother of the president of General Motors, General Electric, and General Mills and Points West and said, Please don't worry, Mother. When Al and I get married, you're not losing a son. You're gaining a wife. (laughs) And you know, if that makes sense to you, you're no better off than my friend Irma. My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lever Brothers Company, was produced and directed by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy. Folks, next Monday evening, listen again to... Our Friend Swan, with my friend Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane, the part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conried. Ladies, listen... The shortage of fats and oils is still very serious, and it's worldwide. So please keep on saving every drop of used kitchen fat. Your butcher will pay you for every pound. Frank Bingman speaking. Spry. Cakes are light and high. Spry. There's a reason why. Spry. Cakes improve with Spry. Rely on Spry. You bet there's a reason why Spry is the cake-making wonders. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the sure spry one bowl way and be certain of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has spry's cake improver secret. For new cake-making success, rely on spry. Pure all-vegetable spry with cake improver. Rely on spry. S-P-R-Y. Rely on spry. S-P-R-Y. 
Tune in next week one hour earlier and listen to the Lux Radio Theater immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, where 99 million people gather every week. The Columbia Broadcasting System. Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive super-creamed blend, presents... Our friend, Swan, with my friend, Irma. Starring Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. Theirs will still be hot. make four. But I have news for you. This does not apply if you happen to live with Irma Peterson. <laughs> Take the other day, Irma was in the kitchen holding a pan in her hand and doing cartwheels. So I said, honey, what's the idea of doing cartwheels while you hold that pan? Well, the recipe says place ingredients in the pan and keep turning. <laughs> give that a second thought, but at the present moment, there's no time for it. My employer, and uh, incidentally, the guy I love, has just phoned that he's coming over on a matter of great importance, and I can't imagine what it can be. Irma? Yes, Jane? What do you think Richard has on his mind? <coughs> What's the matter, sweetie? <coughs> You're crying. He's going to propose. Now I'll be all alone with just Al. I'll have nobody. Oh. <laughs> Honey, don't be ridiculous Oh, please, Jane, I've seen it coming The last two times Richard was here He had that dizzy look in his eyes That was only because you were engaging him in conversation <laughs> Irma, I refuse to let your imagination run away with the two of us Now, 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 that must be Richard Now, don't let him know that we were discussing anything personal I won't Okay Come in Hello, Jane Hello, Irma Hello, Richard Oh, Richard, we were just talking about you. Oh, me? Oh, it was nothing personal. We were just wondering if you came over to propose. Irma! <laughs> you know, Richard, you'll make a wonderful father. Irma, uh, will you please go in the kitchen and dry the dishes? But they're dry. Well, wet them and dry them over. <laughs> uh, Irma, I have something personal that I'd like to discuss with Jane. Oh, I knew I was right. Something told me. I guess it's my feminine institution. <laughs> You'll just have to forgive this outburst, Richard. You understand Irma. No, no, I don't. But then again, who does? <laughs> well, Jane, I've just been on the phone to Washington. You know that block of war surplus buildings that I discussed with you? Yeah. Well, the group that I represent feels that they'd make a wonderful recreation center for New York's underprivileged children. Oh, but, but Richard, don't you think other interests would want to grab them for commercial purposes? Yes, yes, that's the great danger. But if I can see Senator McLean in Washington tomorrow, I'm sure that we can swing this recreation project for the children before the others even know what's happening. Oh, uh, you know, Richard, Irma was right. You would make a wonderful father. Well, that's an entirely different sort of project. <laughs> uh, Jane, I'm leaving for Washington in the morning and just for the day, and I'd like you to come along. Oh, I'm practically packed. Oh. And I'll help you finish, Jane. Irma, were you listening at the door? Oh, just when it's so important that my trip be kept a secret, too. Oh, I'll, I'll keep it a secret. Oh, gee, Jane, I'd love to go to Washington. Oh, but, sweetie, this is a business trip. Oh, but I've never been to Washington. Everyone goes there. Even my graduating class went there. Why didn't you go? I didn't have anything to wear. Besides, I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, Richard, can't I go with you and Jane? Well, all right, Irma. I don't mind taking one extra along, and, well, seeing Washington might prove very educational for you. Oh, you're right, and I'll be able to see for myself the difference in the electricity down there. 
The difference in electricity? Yes, New York is AC, but Washington is DC. <laughs> Honey, th that means District of Columbia. Now, listen, Irma, I, I don't mind taking you along, but remember that this matter must be kept an absolute secret. This is what we call top drawer stuff. Don't worry, I'll pack everything. <laughs> uh, Jane, will you call American Airlines and then try to get reservations at the Statler Hotel for me? All right, Richard, I will. I'll see you later. Goodbye, girls. Bye, Richard. Goodbye. Oh, Jane, I'm so excited. Well, I'm glad, honey. But remember now, no one is to know that Richard is going to Washington. Oh, just have confidence in me, Jane. Uh, I think I'll get out my suitcase and pack. <laughs> Well, there stands Irma packing for her trip to Washington. Such packing you have never seen. She's using the bag that Al gave her for Christmas. Al says it's airplane luggage. To me, it looks like it was dropped from 10,000 feet. <laughs> now Irma's putting in the things she'll need. Now she's opening the bag and putting in the largest purse I have ever seen. I suppose that's because she's heard that in Washington, everyone passes the buck. <laughs> but now here's something I can't understand. Irma, why are you taking along your old x-ray pictures? Well, the doctor says I'm all right, but I still want to have them checked by the Secretary of the Interior. Oh. <laughs> Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. <laughs> Oh, girls, I'm so shaken. What an experience I just had. What happened? I was standing on the corner, and a gas station blew up. <laughs> so I ran across the street. As soon as I got there, a great big electric sign falls down from the explosion. So I ran across to the other side. I'm no sooner on the sidewalk than one of the gas pumps comes down and just misses my head. So I ran to the next corner. Oh, that's dreadful. Was there a policeman around? Yeah, I got three tickets for jaywalking. <laughs> What a day. Irma, darling, what are you doing with that suitcase? I'm going to Washington with Jane and Richard. Oh, Irma, why must you broadcast everything? Washington? Janie, do you think it'd be possible for me to come along? Oh, well, Professor, this is a business trip, and well, I... I'll tell you what's on my mind. As you know, I have slowly been developing a liking for Mrs. O'Reilly. Yes, we know. We're thrilled about it. Yeah, but we still fight day and night. Now, I have heard that a different environment often makes a change in people. So I was thinking, since you're going to Washington, I would take Mrs. O'Reilly along. Of course, I realize the danger. I'm liable to walk her past the Smithsonian Institute, and I'll never see her again. <laughs> well, Professor, I, I can't invite you to join us. You see, Richard's going on a highly confidential type of business, and I, I just haven't the right to... I understand, Jenny. Have a nice trip, girls. Mrs. O'Reilly and I can wait. Someday I'll take her to the petrified forest. <laughs> Maybe there she'll look a little younger. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, Jane, I've almost finished packing. Oh, uh, uh, Jane, have you seen that large envelope Al left here? You mean that petition he sent weeks ago to his congressman? Yes, maybe while we're in Washington, we can get somebody interested in it. Irma, I have read that petition, and believe me, it has no chance. Congress will never raise the unemployment check to $300 a week. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Jane. Hiya, chicken. Hello, Al, honey. Oh, Jane and I are getting ready to go to Washington with Richard tomorrow. Oh, Irma, I just got through telling you it's a secret, honey. Going to Washington, huh? Too bad you can't stick around in my moment of triumph. My greatest deal. Is it anything like your last one? You know, pumping up cranberries and selling them for apples? <laughs> no, sir. This one is a blessing to young lovers. A money-saving sofa. A money-saving sofa? Uh-huh. It's got a built-in mallet. And when you're sitting there with your girl, you step on a pedal, and the mallet knocks out her kid brother who's hiding there waiting to blackmail you for a quarter. <laughs> Great, huh, chicken? Uh, chicken, why do you look so depressed? Oh, well, I'm going to miss you when I'm in Washington. I'm going to miss you too, chicken. Don't like the idea of you being on the loose in Washington. 
In that confused state that you're always in, you're liable to wind up in some high government position. good time if you're not with me. Feel the same way, chicken. Don't like it when you're away. Too much temptation for a young man when he's alone in this town. Pretty girls giving me the come on. I'm only human. How long can a guy stand in the corner tilting pinball machine? Now listen, the two of you, if all this is for my benefit, you're just wasting your time. This is a business trip, not a convention for the Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, but Jane, we won't be in your way. I know. I'll go with Al, and the professor can take Miss O'Reilly. And we'll meet you when your business is finished. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Richard always stops at the Statler in Washington. You can meet us there at five. That's the spirit, Jane. And Irma, since I'm your escort, I want one thing understood. What, Al? As long as I'm taking you, I insist on paying my own way. <laughs> Irma... Do you ever get the feeling that you're running around with Diamond Jim Brady? <laughs> oh, Jane, you, you just don't see Al the way I do. I know he has no money or a job or future, but I think for a failure he's very successful. <laughs> Thank you, chicken. Well, I'll break the good news to the professor, and I better start packing. What am I talking about packing? Everything I own, I'm wearing. <laughs> well, so long, chicken. See you later. Aren't you going to kiss me? Oh, okay, chicken. Here. Al, why do you always glance from side to side while you're kissing me? An old movie habit. Keep looking around for the usher. <laughs> uh, see you later, chicken. Oh, gee, Jane, you're making so many people happy with this trip. Thanks, sweetie. But remember now, you're the only one who knows why Richard's going to Washington. And if anybody finds out, those kids will never have a recreation center. Oh, please, Jane, I won't say anything. You yourself have often said when I open my mouth, nothing comes out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, honey, I'll pack as soon as I get back from the beauty parlor. I better hurry. See you, honey. Hello? Hello, my name is Stanley Adams of the International Press. I understand this is the home of Richard Rhineland's secretary. Are you she? She? No, I'm not she. This is me. <laughs> Irma Peterson. Oh, well, uh, could I speak to Miss Stacy? Well, she just went out. Uh, why don't you call when we come back from Washington? Oh, so you're going to Washington. With Mr. Rhinelander, I suppose? Look, don't pump me, because I'm not going to tell you about Senator McLean and the underprivileged children. Well, I guess there's nothing more to be said. Got to make the 9 o'clock edition. Goodbye. Goodbye. You'll have to get up early in the morning to fool me, and even then I'm not awake. <laughs> Say, ladies, did you know that you can tell a lot about a cake of soap just by feeling it? Well, you can. Sure, the next time, run your fingers over a cake of swan soap. Feel how it differs from other soap. As Susie Swan says... Swan is really different. The feel of swan will tell you in a minute. Just feel a cake of swan and you will see that swan is different as can be. The reason, friend, it's super cream blend, says Susie. Yes, ladies, swan is the only soap that can give you this exclusive super creamed blend for your complexion care. And when you use Swan, you can tell there's a difference just by feeling that firm white cake. It feels smoother. And when you wash your face, when you smooth that luxurious Swan lather on your skin, you'll see that it feels different, too. Swan lather feels richer, creamier. Swan lather does an extra mild, extra thorough cleansing job on your skin. Yes, thanks to Swan's super-creamed blend, Swan cleanses so gently, then rinses away so completely, your face looks smoother fresher, younger. It's true, ladies, the swan look is a young look. Well, it's morning, and Richard and I have just arrived in Washington, and so far, so good. In a way, I'm happy that Irma and Al and the professor and Mrs. O'Reilly won't bother us for a few hours yet. I know I'd have a dreadful time explaining the sights of interest to Irma. 
I've already described the Lincoln Memorial to her. Despite everything I say, she still can't understand why Lincoln had to live in a log cabin when he had such a beautiful building available. <laughs> Hello? Yes? Well, my name is Miss Stacy. Uh, uh, yes, I'm Mr. Rhinelander's secretary. We're trying to contact Senator McClain. Oh. Well, well, I'll try again. No luck, Jane? Same story, Richard. I don't know what to think. Say, do you suppose someone else might have gotten to the senator before us? Oh, no, Richard. I don't see how. Irma's the only one who knows anything about it, and I'm sure she's kept it a secret. That is, I'm as sure as you ever can be about Irma. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Come in. Oh, no. It's the four of you. Yes, it's us, Jane. Hello, Jamie. Hiya, Rich. Hello, Al. Hello, folks. I thought you weren't to join us until 5 o'clock. Oh, but you didn't say a.m. or p.m., and we didn't want to be late. <laughs> uh, are you angry, Jane? Oh, no, honey, but Richard can't contact Senator McLean. Irma, are you sure you didn't tell anyone? Oh, you know me better than that. Well, there's one more contact I can try, a friend of my father's. I'll be back soon, Jane. Oh, Jane, we've been having such fun visiting the places of interest. Yeah, but not having much luck. Walked around the Mint four times. The windows were open, but the wind was blowing the wrong way. <laughs> That's too bad, Al, and you couldn't get any samples. Just one of them breaks. Tell me, Jane, is Richard really having trouble contacting the senator? Oh, he's tried everything. Well, when you're in a spot like this, there's only one man to call. Who else? Who else but... Hello, Joe. Al. Yeah, heard you were in Washington. How'd you do? No luck, huh? They won't make hijacking legal. Oh, Al, stop wasting time. Well, hold it, Jane. Never can tell. Uh, Joe, got a problem. Want to contact a senator. Now, who of the Washington senators do you know? Who? Plays second base. <laughs> no, Joe. Not them senators. The kind that don't play ball. You know a Senator McLean? Oh, you don't? What's your hurry, Joe? You got a pose for the government? Oh, they're taking your fingerprints. <laughs> well, thanks for trying, Joe. Goodbye. You don't have to tell us, Al. We'll just wait and see what Richard accomplishes. Have some candy, Mrs. O'Reilly? Oh, thank you, Jeannie. This has been such a delightful trip. The professor's been so flattering. He keeps admiring me dress. Oh. Well, it is unusual. Thank you. It was my grandmother's wedding gown. <laughs> it's what they call colonial style. Yes, and there's room enough in the back for Benjamin Franklin to fly his kite. <laughs> oh, isn't he the kidder? When we were at the statue of George Washington, the guide said, this is the father of our country. And the professor pointed to me and said, meet his mother. <laughs> having fun, especially you, Professor. Well, Janie, this trip is a blessing. Mrs. O'Reilly and I have never gotten along so well. You know, it's a funny thing. When I first saw Mrs. O'Reilly, I said, I wouldn't go near that old crow. <laughs> and here I am, a bird fancy. <laughs> oh, Professor, you make me feel like a girl again. <laughs> How do you like that? In one minute, I knocked off a hundred years. <laughs> Uh, seriously, Mrs. O'Reilly, the reason I'm getting to like you is because we see more eye to eye. Like when we visited Congress, you said the Republicans were saving this country. I said no such thing. I said the Democrats were saving it from the Republicans. Now, wait a minute. You mean to stand there and tell me that the Democrats ever had one man to compare with Dewey? Well, I don't think he should be president just because he once captured Manila. <laughs> <laughs> Keep out of this, Irma. Mrs. O'Reilly, you mean I brought you down here all the way to Washington to find out you're a Democrat? And what's wrong with being a Democrat? I happen to know a few things about these matters. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Look, Mrs. O'Reilly, don't think you know everything about politics just because you helped Betsy Ross make the flag. <laughs> Why, you, you old broken-down fiddle player, you. Me, you call broken-down... 
by Humpty Dumpty that six unions couldn't put you together again. <laughs> Why, you, you... Go, go ahead, say goodness it, For goodness sakes, Edward, please, we'll be thrown out of the hotel. Well, she's not going to talk to me that way. I'm getting out of here. And so am I. And, Professor, if you ever, ever dare talk to me again, I'll... Oh, I'll split your ticket. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, please, of all of you, please. And, oh. Jane. Richard, you're white. What's wrong? Look at this newspaper headline. Let me see it. Richard Rhinelander arrived in Washington to negotiate <clears throat> for purchase of a group of war surplus buildings. Oh, how awful. Oh, who could have... Well, the article is bylined by a New York reporter, Stanley Adams. Oh, what a coincidence. That's a nice young man who phoned me. <laughs> Irma. Oh, no. You didn't tell him Richard was coming to Washington. Well, I didn't say on what plane. Oh. <laughs> Chicken, I know you're the champ at messing things up. But what are you trying to do, make the Olympic team? <laughs> I didn't mean anything. Oh, Irma, now the whole recreation project is ruined. Someone else will beat us to it. No, it's not my pride that matters. It's just all those kids. Oh. I don't know why you all have to pick on me. <laughs> Other people do things wrong. After all, this is Washington. <laughs> now, honey, there's no sense in crying over spilt milk. Go ahead, blame that on me, too. <laughs> Goodbye, all of you. I think I'd better go after her. If she ever gets in that Pentagon building, she'll be 60 years old before we find her. No, Al, let, let her walk it off. She'll feel better. Well, I guess we can catch the next train. There's no sense in trying to see the senator now. <laughs> Everyone picks on me. My best friends, even Al. Wait until the next time he wants to dance or a date. I'll say, listen, you, I'm through, and it won't do you any good to come crawling to me on your knees. Lady, can I help it if I'm short? Miss? What's playing here? Playing. Madam, this is the Ford Theater. It's now a national museum. Here is where Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth. Now, would you like to go in? No, thank you. I'd rather wait until the picture changes. <laughs> well, Al, did you find her? No, and I've been all over. Uh... I went out to Mount Vernon. I think she might have been there because they said a blonde girl dropped in said she wanted a pound of Martha Washington candy. Oh, Al, we've already missed our train. Shall we call the police? Don't like to do business with people out of town. <laughs> Let's wait. <laughs> What's the matter, lady? Are you lost? No. I just want to sit here and think about what I've done to those poor children. Well, how many children have you? Thousands. What? <laughs> and they're underprivileged. I mean, they're not mine. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, pardon me, officer. Oh, good afternoon, Senator. I was sitting on the next bench. I couldn't help but overhear the young lady. Well, she doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe you better talk to her. Good day, Senator. Good day. Uh, <clears throat> may I sit down, miss? If you want to. Say, did that office call you, Senator? That's right. Well, what are you doing here? Why, well, I, I like it here. It's my only chance to get away from people who keep pestering me for their own selfish wants. Uh, have you ever been to Washington before, miss? No. What have you seen so far? Well, well, I saw the theater where Lincoln drove his Ford into a booth. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Well, 
what's the difference? You wouldn't like the picture. Then I went out to Mount Vernon. Yes? They don't have any candy. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Oh, and I saw Washington's monument. Quite high, isn't it? Yes, I wonder how he got down when he finished it. <laughs> uh, just a moment, miss. Uh, I've uh, never run into anyone quite, uh, I mean, uh, well, I uh, start slowly. Now, uh, where are you from? My home is in New York. Uh, I don't think I can give you my name or phone number because I'm going around with Al. Al? Yes. I'm angry at him. You see, I came down here with Richard Rhinelander about some underprivileged children. Richard Rhinelander? Yes, Senator. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you by your first name. <laughs> but, gosh, it, it's so nice of you to talk to me like this. <laughs> I miss my mother and father so. Well, are they dead? No, they're married. <laughs> well, I'd better be running along, sir. Goodbye. Hello, everybody. Oh, honey, for goodness sakes, where have you been? Oh, nowhere in particular, just killing time. Talking to a nice man. Oh, well, I'm relieved. We've been waiting for you. Well, come on, Richard, we're set. All right, let's go. Oh, that darn phone. Hello? Mr. Rhinelander? Yes? Uh, this is Senator McLean. Oh, oh, yes, Senator. Well, I, I've been trying to reach you all day. Well, I thought it was another favor seeker, but now I know differently. I see your message here, and I want you to have those buildings for the Children's Recreation Center. Well, Senator, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. But to what do we owe this sudden decision? Well, I ran into a young lady who said she was a friend of yours, a blonde. A blonde? What? Well, hey, that must be Irma. I don't know how she got that way. <laughs> but, uh, we must never let it happen to any other New York child. Name <laughs> is yours. Goodbye. putting all our bars of swan soap in the sewing basket. Well, naturally, I was curious, so I said, Why, honey? And Irma said, Well, you see, Jane Spring is coming. Maybe the swan wants to make a nest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Irma, you certainly take good care of your swan soap. And why not? Swan takes good care of you, too. Sure, swan likes nothing better than to give you a wonderful complexion care. And ladies, that's just what you get when you wash your face with swan. Because Swan and Swan alone has that exclusive super-creamed blend. Why, even the way a cake of Swan feels tells you it differs from other soaps. Swan has an extra smoothness you can actually feel in the cake itself. And when you smooth Swan's soft, creamy lather on your face, you can feel a difference in the lather, too. It feels richer, creamier. And then, when you're through washing your face, your mirror will show you what Swan super-creamed blend does for your skin. It looks softer, smoother, Younger. No wonder the swan look is a young look. My Friend Irma, presented by Swan, another fine product of Lieber Brothers Company, was produced by Cy Howard. Tonight's script was written by Cy Howard and Park Levy and starred Mary Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. The part of Professor Kropotkin was played by Hans Conry. Friends, we all know that the Red Cross has a bigger job to do than before the war. Did you know, for example, that today the program for veterans alone is nearly 12 times greater? For the armed forces, nearly five times greater? Well, those are a few of the facts, a few of the really serious problems the Red Cross must meet. Yes, this year the Red Cross needs $75 million to bring help and relief to millions of people. So please give generously. Frank Bingman speaking. Yes, there's a reason why Spry makes grand cakes. Spry has an amazing cake improver secret. Try the Spry one bowl way and be sure of lighter, finer, richer cakes every time. No other type of shortening has Spry's cake improver. 
For new cake-making success, try Spry, the pure all-vegetable shortening. Rely on Spry, S-P-R-Y. Rely on Spry, S-P-R-Y. Tune in next week one hour earlier and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, immediately followed by my friend Irma. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS Comedy Show, My Friend Irma. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. I want to once again thank you and welcome any new listeners. Please go back and listen to my first episode on Mr. Orson Welles. And if you've been with the show since day one, I want to say thank you once again. And also, guys, just to let you know, each time you listen to it, the sponsor is going to give me money. Any money that I raise will be going to the Salvation Army. And I will be giving them a donation as long as I keep getting sponsors. And then later on this summer, I will give you all more updates on the other charitable donations that I want to do. But tomorrow, actually guys, tonight... Please welcome to the show, back by popular demand, the famous old-time radio actress, Miss Mercedes McCambridge, in two episodes guaranteed to chill our spines. And then join me tomorrow morning as I bring to the show, in the first episode, Fibber, McGee, and Motley. And then stay tuned for the upcoming weeks as I bring such stars as Mr. Joseph Kern, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson, John Lund, and many others. And if you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. And always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks.